May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. During my time in Birmingham, a colleague and I started church in the park at Lynn Park. We had church right there in the park in downtown Birmingham. Before we launched the ministry, we canvassed the crowds in the park, most of whom were homeless, to see if this kind of thing would work. And almost all the people we talked to said it would only be successful if we had lunch following the service. One guy was intent that we should have bologna sandwiches. I didn't think it was going to be successful if we had bologna sandwiches. Anyway, um, as I was thinking about this, uh, I recalled this text that we just read. And I think that was actually the lectionary text for that particular day. And I said to myself, do they not understand that we're here to serve Jesus and not food? But the more I reflected on the comment, I started to remember my own spiritual journey. I went to Bible study in seventh grade because they had Krispy Kreme donuts. I went to Happening because I heard you could eat all the candy you ever wanted. I went to church every Sunday in college because there was always a free dinner afterwards. And I became a priest because I heard that you would get a free lunch. Every, no, not really. <clears throat> there, there's no doubt that food, especially free food, draws a crowd. Translating the refrain from Field of Dreams, if you have food, they will come. While food is essential for our physical and mental and even some level our spiritual health, there must be something more to sustain us, to sustain our spiritual health. As someone said, there must be soul food and not fried chicken and mashed potatoes, but there must be soul food. Jesus has no problem gathering the fold into the flock with a free lunch. But Jesus is clear that the free lunch is not the end game. Jesus hopes the crowd will see beyond the food. He says, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. And using the beautiful collect we had for last week, uh, work for the food that endures for eternal life so that we might pass through things temporal and not lose the things eternal. Jesus hopes that our yearning for Krispy Kreme donuts will turn into a yearning for the fullness of God. Jesus hopes uh, the thought of never-ending candy turns into the thought of knowing a love that never ends. Jesus hopes this appeal of a free lunch turns into an appeal for, uh, for uh, an appeal that says, Lord, have mercy, a mercy freely given in our Savior. But all this is not to say that God does not care about our earthly needs, about our temporal reality. In fact, God cares so much about our temporal reality that God is willing to send His only Son to take on our frail flesh and die for us. God knows that this earthly reality, these material things, so often blind us to God's eternal reality. And God's mission is to reorient us toward that eternal reality through Jesus of Nazareth, a living, breathing human being who was born in, in a stable in Bethlehem, born just like you and me. God is not devising an escape plan for those of us who are holy enough to make it, right? 
Rather, God is sanctifying us through Christ, sanctifying us so that that this temporal life, this earthly life, might reflect the kingdom of heaven. As as we say every Sunday, and, and more often than that, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And again, it's not that this temporal, earthly world is bad. Remember what God said at the end of creation. It is very, very good. And then God told us to take care of this world. But instead of taking care of this world, instead of taking care of each other, instead of trying to find the divine life in all things, we so often fall into the temptation of consuming the things of this world with little regard for the sacredness of it all. Things start to go sideways when we use the things of this world to serve our own needs instead of serving the needs of the world. And so here we have this Jesus who calls us to see the world from a different point of view by giving us the vision of the kingdom of heaven, a vision that calls us to pursue the things eternal. Uh, In one of the synoptic gospels, Jesus says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so the paradox of it all is that when we pursue these eternal things, when we pursue these eternal things, we, are, we become content with our temporal reality, our earthly life. We, we realize that we really have all that we really need, right? And when I say we realize we have all that we need, I don't, I don't mean we're going to get everything we ever wanted. Right? I don't mean we're going to get all the material things American culture tells us we need in order to live a successful and fulfilled life. I don't mean everything's going to work out like we want it to. Rather, I mean when we pursue those eternal things, those things that are from God, we are no longer so attached to the earthly things that we think we need to have a fulfilled life. We are no longer so attached to the temporal things our culture puts so much value on. Speaking of things our culture puts a lot of value on, did you know that Apple, Apple company, just became the first American company to go over $1 trillion in value? That's really not that surprising, though. Uh, You know, our household, the Alvey household, has two Apple TVs. We actually have three, but one of them is not in use. We have a Mac desktop and an iPad. We've owned iPhones and iPods over the years. Once you buy one of their products, it's like you can't get out of it, right? They suck you into their ecosystem. You you, you can't go back, right? Imagine for a minute if our culture was as invested in the kingdom of God as we are in Apple products. Imagine for a minute what our world would look like if our worldview was as guided as much by the kingdom of God as it is by the worldview our Apple screens give us. Studies show that that people don't buy Apple because they offer the best technology. Many would even argue that they don't have the best technology. Instead, people buy Apple because it's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. You were branded by this Apple sticker or whatever else. You were branded. It's a way of life. And I think the church should take a tip from the Apple company. Instead of trying to offer new and improved products and services, which we can do from time to time, no doubt, we should primarily be offering a different way of living, a lifestyle modeled after Jesus and his followers. I guess that's sort of what the Jesus uh, fish is for, but that's another sermon for another time. 
Uh, Jesus, Jesus didn't come to offer new and improved products for a better life. Sure, that might have been uh, a part of what he was doing. Jesus isn't peddling goods that, that guarantee health, wealth, and happiness. That might happen, but that's not what he's giving us. Jesus is offering us a way of life that models the kingdom of heaven on earth, a kingdom where all are valued and cherished as children of God. Before we were called Christians, we were called people of the way people of the way. We were called people of the way because our lives were so radically different than the lives of everyone around us. We associated with, with the sick and the lowly. We advocated for the widow and the orphaned. We gladly gave up whatever we had so that no one in the community of God would suffer or want. We compelled people to follow Jesus, not by what we had to give them, not by what we had to offer them, but by the way we lived our lives. So, beloved in Christ, may we live for this true bread from heaven. May we live for the way of Jesus. May we live for the kingdom of heaven on earth. And may God bless us and fill us with all good things that through the changes and chances of this life, we may rest at last in God's eternal changelessness. Amen.